get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. I know that we're all people just sitting here uh, looking at um, Nick eat a banana uh, <laughs> right now. I can't even focus. That anymore. looks like he's a tasty just, banana. He's the Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 19 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Wednesday, March 30th, um, uh, Thursday, March 30th, 2017. This is franchise episode number 100 all time. Uh, we have the best show for you this evening. It's going to be the best show. Everyone knows it. Believe me, it's going to make all of the other shows look like losers. It's so <laughs> unbelievable. It's not even funny. The show is going to be huge. I can see the ratings already. It's the most popular podcast in the world ever. Huge. Believe me. Uh, scheduled to appear on the show this evening, uh, Steve Albers, owner of Center Ice Brewing uh, in St. Louis. Um, he will be on the show shortly, and uh, uh, he is also a huge hockey fan, and uh, he plays hockey as well. And we welcome back Christian Simonetta to the show, who covers the Blues and Blackhawks for the Hockey Writers, uh, and also is the voice of the uh, Fighting Illini ice hockey team, and he's been on the show in the past. We enjoyed him so much that we asked him back for the 100th episode. If you're a new listener, Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air as well as tweet us questions or comments. You can send those tweets to at LGB Radio and we'll read them on the show. And to chat with us live, uh, you can go to letsgoblues.com slash radio later on in the show and click on the join us graphic uh, when that is live and we'll let you know when that is. My name is Kurt Price and joining me for our 100th show this evening my trusty sidekicks and co-hosts, Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Gentlemen. Yeah, so uh, Kurt, you had tweeted, actually Bill had tweeted out uh, last week, should we do anything special for the 100th show? <laughs> um, one of our favorite responses was uh, to uh, to wear Speedos during the show. So are we? We'll find or out later. Not? <laughs> that was tweeted out by uh, Deanna at uh, at or, and her handle is at DMW722. Uh, her her actual tweet was a uh, drunk show wearing speedos. I watched that, and then she followed that up with, uh, "If I watch and there are no speedos, I'm going to be highly disappointed." And then she mentioned that it was on our calendar, and it's all on us. So, <laughs> will she be disappointed? Yeah. Well, we'll find we, out later. We discussed yeah. we discussed your request and determined that it is a. Yeah, reasonable, unreasonable. I don't know. Uh, so uh, we'll find out later. <laughs> so the for the uh, drunk part, I should mention that I have a cooler sitting by my feet. So uh, that is a possibility. Okay. Ooh, very cool. The um, is that is that a pun? Was that a pun? 
It, it did. Did it was not meant to be. Very cool. It was not. It wasn't meant a very good one. No, okay, well, good. We All don't right. do. Hey guys, we talked about this. We don't do puns on the show. Uh, the uh, if you have not checked it out, the Let's Go Blues dot uh, com uh, site has uh, some T shirts for sale. So if you guys want to check those out, uh, maybe buy one or twenty. Uh, the official beers of the episode. Uh, Bill, what you got? Uh, tonight, my beer is uh, a special beer for a special show. Uh, Founders KBS, the uh, bourbon barrel aged, aged in a cave for more than a year. <laughs> what? It, it is. It's, it, I'm gonna ask. If, I'm gonna if ask. You're not, if you're not familiar with KBS, it is. It's a very hard to get beer. Uh, stand in line. Uh, wherever you go uh, in hopes to get it. Uh, last year was the first time I could acquire a whole four pack. And uh, this is uh, one of my last ones. So um, I will say it doesn't, it doesn't age well outside of a cave. So <laughs> when we talked to Steve Albers, I'm asking if he ages his beer in a cave. <laughs> so, so if it doesn't age well. It means it's very unlike the unfrozen caveman lawyer. Correct. Mm. Correct. Okay. He's just a, He's just a confused individual. He's just a caveman. And if you understand, if you get that reference, congrats to you for being over 30. He's just a caveman. He doesn't get your internet. What do you got, uh, Jeff? Well, uh, I also have a special beer for a special show. I'm going with the O'Fallon Big Walt beer. Um, you can pick them up at your local schnooks. That's the only place I could find them. Uh, I'm sure O'Fallon sells them there as well. Um, but uh, it's pretty good. You know, it's 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 sweet, uh, just like uh, Walt himself. And his, um, son, his son is a nice little boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's making a lot of friends in the NHL right now. Yeah, just ask Drew Doughty. Yeah, um, which I don't ever do because I don't want to talk to him. Um, but, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of a malty caramel taste, I would say. Um, not a lot of flavor. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, when you first take a drink, there's, Sell there's, it, plenty, Jeff. <laughs> no, there's plenty of flavor when you first take a drink, but there's not a lot of after flavor, which I always enjoy. So, but I mean, it's a cool beer. It's, it's a cool thing that O'Fallon did and it's just not my favorite of theirs, but I would drink it again. Uh, after that rave review. Yeah. I, I had some, okay. <laughs> I I was gonna try some, and now I'm not uh, not so sure. Maybe if I have someone give me some. Uh, mine is uh, it's like four bucks for a pint at Schnooks. It's not bad. Not, no, it's it's where they go. Uh, mine is the uh, Samuel Smith's uh, organic handcrafted fruit ale with raspberry, and uh, I went I went uh, girly tonight, and it's uh, it's it's really sweet. It's almost too sweet. It's uh, way 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 too sweet uh, for my liking. Um, Usually I'm, I'm a fan of the every once in a while fruit beer, and this is uh, really sweet. So, yeah. If you like them sweet, if you're a big sweet white wine fan, <laughs> that might be your up your alley. It's not personally for me, but yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. It's a big bottle. I mean, it's I paid for it, so I will drink it. Are you, are you like me in that sense that you could get the world's worst beer, but if you bought it, you're going to drink it? Well, I mean, I paid for it. Oh, actually, I've, I've, no, if, if I really hate a beer, I'm not going to, I know I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste the calories. I'll, I'll just buy something else I, I'd rather have. See, what I do is I'll save that for when I'm feeling buzzed and then I don't care what the beer tastes like. <laughs> See, I'm not a, I'm not an extra ESB guy I, I, and it's not my thing, 
Um, and uh, I, I had to not drink a beer that I got that was the Schlafly's ESB. I didn't was not a fan of that. Mm. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, March 30th, 1961, Doug Wickenheiser was born 56 years ago today in Regina, Saskatchewan. So in the, uh, the best thing about Regina, Saskatchewan is that it rhymes with? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh, 1968, Larry Keenan scored two goals in the last two and a half minutes to clinch a playoff spot in their inaugural season in a 3-2 win versus Minnesota. Larry Keenan also... Was that? No, wait. No, no. Well, I was say, Larry Keenan also holds the distinction of, of what? Anybody? Anybody? Blues history? Larry Keenan? With a huge jerk. Larry uh, Keenan. Anybody? Scoring the first goal in Blues history? There you go. There you go. Um, that was a good year for him. Scores the first goal in Blues history and then scores two goals in the uh, uh, late in the season to clinch a playoff spot in the last two and a half minutes to win by one against Minnesota. And for those of you listening, I do know the distinction between Larry Keenan and Mike Keenan. I was just trying to be silly, and it didn't land. Wide left. Two, <laughs> two, two, it's like an Alexander Steen shot from the point. Swing and miss. <laughs> One, two, three strikes, you're out. Uh, 2011, St. Louis Blues scored uh, 10 goals for the fifth time in franchise history in a 10-3 win versus the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, March 30th, 2011. The 10 goals were scored by 10 different players, which was a fantastic. I believe fantastic one of those was Matt D'Agostini, was it not? One was David Backus. One was uh, Porter. One out of those, a bunch of them. There was 10 of them. Porter. Actually. That guy used to score. All, all of his goals always came uh, against the Red Wings and Blackhawks. Yes, it did. Which was reason enough to keep him around. Yes. I think Yashkin started off that way too, didn't he? Uh, he he scored a big goal, yeah, against. Uh, I remember him scoring a big goal against the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. That was the Blues were in a slump, and he came in uh, like his first or second game after his call up and scored a huge goal. I think it was a wraparound. What a surprise! <laughs> he does have a nice wraparound. He does have a nice. Yes. It worked the first time. Why not try it the rest of my career? <laughs> One trick pony. Right. Um, we uh we have Steve Albers with us. Uh, on the show, he uh, he is the uh, brainchild behind uh, Centerized Brewery in uh, in St. Louis. It's uh, it's under construction; should be opening soon. Steve, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're here with uh, Bill and Jeff, uh, my co-hosts. Um, why don't you um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about? Uh, well, first off, do you age your beer in caves? So it's funny, right when I jumped on, uh, when I saw that he was pouring a KVS, I was thoroughly impressed. <laughs> so KVS is aged in caves, and uh, the reason it's aged in caves is it's climate controlled, and it's typically cooler temperatures, and it's just an ideal way to age barrels. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I don't age my beer in, in caves, but uh, there's actually a brewery that's opening up called Earthbound. And they're actually opening their brewery off Cherokee Street, and they're getting access to those caves where they used to uh, age the barrels way back when. Not too many wow. caves. Not, not too many caves in downtown St. Louis. To actually, there, there aren't there quite a few that are down along the uh, uh, the river uh, down yeah. by the old Lemp Mansion. Yeah, Lemp Mansion is where yeah. all those caves are, and there's there used to be a movie theater like in the caves, from what I understand, and. Uh, so the building actually, if you go down, has 
I, from, I don't know it too, too well, so you can't hold me accountable to this, but Earthbound's new brewery that they're building out in the lower level, they can actually access, access the caves and they're going to age beer down there. Cool. I'd imagine it's pretty cheap too, because that's, there's nothing, no, 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 that to pay to keep it cool. It's so uh, it's all, you know, naturally cool. Yep. So it's, it's, it's really, you know, that doesn't happen too often to find a brewery to have access to caves like that right underneath their actual brewery. So for somebody like me, that's getting into the beer scene, it's uh, it's super exciting. Speaking of which, um, how uh, tell us about uh, what's going on. How long has construction been going on, and and do you have a date, to, uh, a hopeful date to open, or time frame to open? Or yeah, we we signed the lease in August, so August first, and um, we started build out roughly November, and you know we're in late March now, and I was hoping to be brewing as at, at, right at this point in time, but it's not. We're not. So we're still a couple weeks out from brewing and our grand opening is contingent on when we can serve our beer on tap. So our grand opening will be when, when we release our first few beers and that date will be three weeks from the day that we brew because it takes about three weeks to ferment. Okay. So if we can get brewing in the middle of April, you know, give it three to four weeks and we're looking at a mid-May opening. But that assumes everything all the stars align over the next two weeks perfectly, which could happen. If the stars align, that's right when the Blues will be in the mix for the playoffs. Yeah. I'm thinking conference finals time. It's uh, mid-May, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, tell us a little bit about your place. Um, I, I watch the vlogs every now and then. The vlogs every now and then. You got the old arena wood coming in. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. So um, our building is 5,000 square feet. So we have 3,000 square feet for brewing beer and about 2,000 square feet for a tasty room. And uh, one of the things, so I've been working on this project for about six and a half years and I've got a buddy who makes my tap handles and he makes hockey stick tap handles. And just one day out of the blue, he goes, Hey, you want me to make this out of the old arena? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And uh, so he just coincidentally knows the guy that went to the old arena and bought three tractor trailer loads of that wood, which was from the roof. And uh, he has a lumber yard. Well, it's like a mill. I guess it's like a mill lumber yard out in uh, Bourbon, Missouri. And he's got the wood. So, um, you know, I first found out about this about five years ago. And, you know, I just prayed that it would still be around by the time that I got this thing open. And it is. So, our bar top, our table tops, and a wall is all going to be used from the old arena. That's, That's very cool. Amazing. Yeah, and it's what's what's cool about it is if you guys remember the old arena, you know, it had that lattice roof, you know, that really intricate, you know, when you looked up, you saw this intricate woodworking. And so the wood, if you look at it, like a straight piece actually has a bow to it for the from the roof. So the, the wall and the tabletops, we're actually fixing up the wood and we're making it look nice, but our bar top, we're leaving as original as possible. So, when, and so we have a 30, we have a 45 foot bar that's a 30 foot, it's, it's essentially an L, so 30 foot long and then 15 foot to the wall. And the 30 foot, like when you look straight down it, you're gonna actually be able to see little bows all the way down <laughs> from the original just bend of the wood since it, that's how it was. Um, so let me ask when, when you guys were first, when you were first conceptualizing what your 
uh, establishment was going to look like. Did you envision blues, 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 or was it in your head and maybe even now still saying this needs to be a hockey bar, not just a blues? So that way when visiting people come, come to watch the blues games, they'll want to come here too. Yeah, so great question. And in the beginning, when I was first developing this project, I thought it was going to be hockey sent, hockey neutral, right? You know, just so that way it was just neutral. But as, as I've gotten into this and where I'm at today, it is going to be very heavy, heavily St. Louis blues centric. And the reason being is, you know, craft beer is really supporting your local brewery. And the same thing is since you're going to be supporting your local brewery, you need to really be supporting your local hockey team. And, you know, we'll still have a couple of, you know, in the brewery side, we'll, you know, we'll have a Gretzky and a Lemieux and a Patrick Waugh jersey hanging up. But when you mostly in the tasting room, it's going to be, you know, old arena stuff. We have, uh, you know, obviously the wood we're working with. Uh, we have the penalty box door from the old arena. We have some seats. And so that'll really kind of bring home all of the St. Louis hockey nostalgia on top of, you know, your traditional stuff of, you know, I've got a couple of things from the winter classic and uh, you know, that sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe Bruce Affleck can loan you a my like mask for your, <laughs> for your, <laughs> I say that because we have the, the, the blues uh, uh, exhibit at the public library. Uh, Affleck donated a bunch of stuff and he donated a, one of the things he donated was a, a mask, a hockey mask, a glowing mask. And it was under glass. And it was a Milex street hockey mask. And I had no idea why it was there. That's hysterical. <laughs> Odd. So did you, uh, did you play hockey growing up? I you know he's, Kurt says that you play now, but uh, you always been a hockey player your whole life? Yeah. Uh, I actually started a little late in the grand scheme of things. I mean, when I was eight. So started when I was a squirt and uh, played, did the learn to play at Afton and, you know, started out in house and then started playing with the travel teams and stuff. And then I played for my high school. And then after high school, just kind of, well, I went to Merrimack and then I transferred to Webster University. So, you know, for those four years, there really wasn't much of a hockey program. So it was just pick up where I could get on the ice. And uh, when I got out of college, you know, it was really like I wanted to dive back into hockey. Just So I started coaching. I, I coached for a year. and um, But now, you know, there was a point where it was I, <laughs> right before I had my first born. I would think I was skating like four times a week. So. So if we ever if we ever do this uh, uh, blues podcast versus blue po- blues podcast hockey game, uh, Steve Albers is our first pick. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> um, so uh, going back to what's uh, inside your place, um, the besides the old the arena wood and, and the numerous things in the arena, uh, I saw that uh, a local artist is going to have some things on display there. Is that right? Yeah. So when I was out in Colorado uh, last year buying our our brewing equipment so we bought our brewing equipment used and we bought it from fort collins brewery in fort collins colorado and when we, yeah when when we uh when, well you fly into denver so uh when we were flying back we stopped into denver and hit up a couple places and there's a brewery called joyride and a really cool brewery and on the walls they they had partnered up with local artists and all over their walls was all kinds of art and it had price tags on it. So if you wanted to buy that art, you just, you buy the art and you take it with you. And I, I was like, that's, I love that. And uh, there was actually a piece I wanted to bring back, but you know, I didn't want to bring it on the plane and blah, blah, blah. So as I've been planning this tasting room for the brewery, I thought it'd be a cool idea to replicate that model. And I've partnered up with three local artists to hang their art in our brewery and they will be able to sell it. So 
if you see a piece that you like, you, you purchase it and you take it home with you that day. So it'll be kind of a little bit of a gallery and they are, it's not just art itself. I'm obviously trying to target hockey art to start with. So I partnered up with uh, Steven Walden who does incredible 3d artwork. Uh, Brian Edwards does uh, some bottle cap art. And then there's another gal I just met um, and she makes hockey or she makes the St. Louis blue note out of old hockey sticks. That is cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So we'll have some, you know, we'll have a, th- like, we, I know for a fact, we'll have a 3d piece of Revo. We'll have uh, you know, a bottle cap piece of the blue note, and then we'll have a blue note uh, made out of old hockey sticks. I know those are three pieces that'll definitely be there for the grand opening. Uh, how long have you been brewing beer? When did that start? Six and a half years. So okay. when I was at Webster university, I realized I wanted to own my own company. Just didn't know what, and right out of college, I got into home brewing. And that was when InBev took over AB and Forehands and Urban Chestnut and Perennial and Civil Life and all these great breweries opened up. And I got to meet all of them and learn all their stories. And it just that was just fuel to the fire to, to keep trying to figure out how to do this. And uh, so six and a half years later, here we are. So um, when you started, I guess, I don't, I don't know if you've talked to any of those people since, but What's it like, the, the, I guess, the relationship with the other uh, brewers? Is it, um, I mean, is it friendly? Is it competitive? Is it just kind of, hey, let's help each other out? It's, it's like, you know, like when, when you skate, you know, it's, it's the boys. You know, it's, like, it's a hockey brotherhood, right? It's the same thing in craft beer. These breweries look out for each other. Um, you know, those breweries that I just mentioned, they're all friends with each other. And they, like, you know, they – like if, like if, if they have a piece of equipment that goes down, they have like seven resources to call to, to get some help and, or they'll, you know, they'll partner up and order ingredients together to save on cost or whatever. And it's, it's, it's this big, you know, David versus Goliath where David is, you know, the small craft brewers and Goliath is Anheuser-Busch Miller Coors. So it's all of us versus them. So that's kind of how it's been. And uh, even, you know, so when I started this in 2010, you know, there was 1700 breweries and now there's over 5,000, even with that many more breweries, it's still a big collaboration. We're talking with um, Steve Albers, the owner of uh, Centerized Brewing, which is uh, set to open soon in St. Louis. Um, how many, uh, how many beers uh, are you planning on having on tap total? And then how many are, are, are all your creation? Yeah, so um, I'm going to phase this out. So in phase one, we'll only have 10 beers on tap. And then in phase two, we'll get to 20 beers on tap. And then we'll have a, a specific, another 10 taps that will be for growler fills. So if you're downtown and you don't have a lot of time to sit down and have a pint, but you want to fill your growler, we'll have a specific area where you can get in and out quite quickly. Cool. So, um, and over these last, you know, I keep saying six and a half years, uh, I've, I have a portfolio of about 30 different recipes of beers. So everything from a bourbon barrel aged Imperial stout to, you know, a, a nice crisp American golden Kolsch. Yeah. I, Bill and I are uh, uh, favoring the, uh, well, the Imperial stouts at the time being. So, yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, you're from the area you said, correct? Yep. From the area. Okay. Lifelong Blues fan. Oh yeah. Um, what position do you play hockey? I uh, always played center. Okay, me too. I always loved being everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so you're so, in the reverse Yori Laterra. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he can he can skate semi fast. So, <laughs> and he's not carrying a piano on the ice. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so, give us your thoughts on uh, the whole Ken Hitchcock, uh, uh, Mike Yo situation. Uh, were you a fan of Hitchcock? Did you were you happy to see him go? Um, what What was your take on the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed kind of obvious, right, that the that there was some tension in the locker room, and uh, you know, in in re- it's always easier to look back, but you know, I just think that they should have just not signed him for another one year, right? Like. Just give give the team to Yo and let them run with it. So, you know, it, Hitch Hitch has a hell of a record. You know, you, there's no denying the stats. But, you know, was I was I a big fan? Not a, not really. Just because, you know, I'm more of a you know I hate to say this, but like, you know, Mike Babcock. I think that guy is you know him and Coach Q. Those those are the coaches that I would want to have. You know, those two specifically. Does Hitchcock fall in those within those two categories? I don't think so. I think Hitch's style is is old and outdated, and it's just a much different game now. And I mean, I'm I, I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time. I mean, Jesus Christ, get you know, get Laterra off of Tarasenko's line. Give <laughs> give Vladis, give him some help. Who right? Who, like, I, we talked about that uh, a lot, and it's it it was almost like it seems like everybody in the world knows that Laterra should not be on Tarasenko's line. Uh, except for the folks making the call on where he plays. Yeah. So, yeah, we're on the same page. Every every week, the uh, the Laterra and Bowmeister contracts seem to come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's an easy talking point for us. I think. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like shooting fish in a shooting a fish in a barrel. Were you boys bummed to uh, <laughs> to see Shattenkirk go? I was. Uh you know, I I. I I, did, I never thought he was going to be traded the seasons prior where the rumors were f- swirling that he was going to be gone. But this year, obviously, with him being his contract being up, I thought, okay, he's going to be gone. And um, I was disappointed we didn't get more, although I like what Sanford's brought so far. Um, he's not Shattenkirk impact level, but he's, you know, he's got, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, could, could be something. So we'll see. I mean, time will tell with that, whether we got something of value or not. Sure. Yeah, I I think the the biggest problem I have with it, you know, is that uh, it, it's at this point Jonathan Taves has how many Stanley Cups, and we took Eric Johnson, and we don't, you know, we have Zach Sanford on our current roster to show for it, right? Yeah. That's, oh, that's don't just, don't don't that, start that, the Johnson and Taves thing. No, it's <laughs> it was a consensus that Johnson was number one. I have no problem with that pick. Mm, Hi, but, no. but 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 yeah, hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm judging in hindsight. So <laughs> yes, that's God true. Damn it, John Davidson, you screwed up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Steve. Who who would you rather see the Blues play in the first round? Because there's going to be it's Chicago, Minnesota, or Anaheim, most likely. So uh, what? Uh, wh- who do you prefer? Give me Chicago, right off the bat. Let's go. Mm. I, like I like him. I like, I like this guy. I like it. You know, how many of the last five years, how many times have we played them, you know, first or second round? I mean, there's – and going to those games, I mean, there is no better hockey than playoff hockey, Blues Hawks at Scott Trade. They're just – I mean – You know, three of the last four times we played the Hawks in the playoffs, we beat them. I've always said that the uh, the best run for the Blues to have 
is to take down in the Western Conference in any order Minnesota, uh, Chicago, and L.A., and then in the final, take down the Red Wings. That would be a dream playoff for Blues fans. Yeah. It would. Well, you know, helping helping knock L.A. out of the playoffs this year was was kind of nice too. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, a lot of people point to that game that the Blues took them down and said that was the game that lost them the playoffs. Well, it would have been a one-point difference for L.A. as opposed to five, so that was, that was big. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Steve, before we let you go, um, what uh, give us a prediction for the Blues in the playoffs. Uh, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? Oh, man. <laughs> Put you on the spot. I know. I, 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 I hate making predictions, but everybody does it, so what the hell? You know – I'm the eternal optimist, right? Like, you know, I hope Allen gets streaky and they, they make a run onto it, you know? Will they do it? I don't know. But if I had to – if you had to put my ass to the fire right now, I would, I would rather go optimist rather than practical. You know, the practical side of me says that's, you know, first or second round knockout. But, you know, I'm going to be rooting for them to go all the way to the cup. So I say they'll take, they'll take it all the way to the cup. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's Washington. I think – you know, I, who do you guys think is going to be on the other side? I uh, the, the man, the believer in me wants to say the Blue Jackets, but I yeah. just don't think they're seasoned enough. Um, I gotta hate saying this because I'm tired of them, but I think it's going to be the Penguins again. I think so. Yeah, I think the Penguins have to get healthy for that to happen, though. And right now, right now they look pretty damn awful. Um, see what happens in a couple of weeks, but uh, I I think you're right. I think that if it comes down to uh, a series between them and uh, uh, the Capitals, they're going to beat Caps again. And uh, as much as I, I you know, I, I would, I like the idea of Ovechkin playing for, uh, for a cup. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that that team is going to get over the hump this year. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, give me a wild card team. Give me the Rangers. You, you know, I I will. I don't know. You, I don't know if anybody else saw that uh, that Rangers Sharks game the other night. That was one of the best games I've watched all year. Uh, as much as I want the Blues to go to the final, if they don't, which sorry, I don't think they will. Um, Ooh, got I would here. Love to see Sharks Rangers in the final. That was a fantastic hockey game. All right, uh, Steve, you want to tell our listeners uh, how they can find updates uh, and info on uh, Center Ice Brewery. Yeah, so I'm real. I love social. So uh, you can, if you search for Center Ice Brewery on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we have a Snapchat handle, although we're not using it just yet. And then uh, we also have a video blog or a vlog on uh, Facebook on YouTube as well. So that's called the Center Ice Show. So uh, I'm trying to do daily videos leading up to the grand opening of uh, just what what I'm doing. So you know we're 45 to 60 days out. Hopefully it's closer to 30 to 45 days, not 60. And uh, it's going to be one hell of an opening. I can promise you that we're going to, I'm going to pull out all the stops. Cool. You got a, uh, you got Wi-Fi down there yet? Uh, we will. So say that that's a good, perfect location for a live show boys. Yep. Putting yeah. Steve on the spot here. No, nah, have you. I'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. we'll, yeah. I plan on being a, a fairly regular, um, you know, since I work uh, just a few blocks from there, so I, I will be there. You're you're located right next to Pappy's, is that right? That's right. So, and that's another thing. So, for the food, we we will not have food, but we will allow our guests to order carryout from Pappy's Southern, and then there's a uh, Hugo's going in right across the street, which is a pizza joint. So, if you guys oh. know Dave Bailey, 
you know, with Bailey's Range and Rooster and Chocolate Bar and all that good stuff. He's Fantastic. putting – Yeah, so I'm going to have the best barbecue, fried chicken, and pizza <laughs> within walking distance. So why, why would I ever mess with the food? No, you, awesome. just, you just need to say, we are Center Ice Brewing, and we will have the best food. Period. <laughs> Don't mention the other stuff. It, it's all there. So, yeah, that, that's what I'd go with. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, with our 10 taps, we'll, we'll have uh, constant new beers on all the time. So, everything from IPAs to stouts, like I said, the sours. So, um, you know, if you drink one and it, chances are it may never be back on. That's, we're, we're going to be pushing the envelope of making new and exciting creative beers. And uh, the only way that you'll be able to get our beer is to come to our tasting room. So, we will not be doing any distribution. So we're going to focus on having a hell of a hockey bar to watch hockey games and great beer and great staff. And so that's what we're working towards. Before we go, before we go, what kind of TV setup you got there? Five TVs. Oh yeah. I'm there. So yeah, we've got three behind the bar and then we'll have two big ones on the, uh, on the walls. So it was actually going to be four TVs, but uh, I realized that if I'm, if I'm tending bar, I'd have to turn around and actually look at the TV. So I put a TV <laughs> on a wall where there really shouldn't be one, but specifically so I could see the highlights. It, it'll be nice to go to a place and, and you know that the Blues game is going to be on and not fighting for NBA uh, games. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. and, and we've got uh, goal light fixtures too that hang over the bar. And I'm working on getting some programmable LEDs to where we can flip a switch and they'll turn from regular light to red when we score. Cool. So, nice. Some, awesome. you know, some little nice nuances. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Steve. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks it. for having me. Appreciate it. Nice and, to meet uh, you, boys. We will definitely yeah. be down there when you, uh, when you open. Sounds yes. good. Cheers. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. That was Steve Albers from the Centerized Brewery. Uh, nice of him to join us. So that was, uh, that was, that was nice. I, that, some good info from Steve. Yeah, that's going to be a fun place to hang out. And, you know, and, and we should mention, I don't know if we have to, but Steve isn't paying us a dime. Uh, he came on because he wanted to talk about his his brewer brewing company and and wants to get the word out and uh, us as hockey and beer lovers were very happy to do that for him. So um, we'll probably invite Steve back on again. But yeah, that man, some great stuff from him. It's a blues themed brewery. I mean, what what are you, what else do you need? Um. So uh, from one guest to another, uh, we've got uh, Cristiano Simonetta. Which I have pronounced it correctly this time. Perfectly. You know, half half the time. I, how are you? Uh, how are you this evening, sir? I'm doing good. How about you guys? It's great to be back. A hundred episodes. Hey, you're I syndicated now. <laughs> That's true. That, with that comes uh, some money, so I haven't seen any of that. But I'm hoarding it. <laughs> so how does that? How, how are you getting in the way of that? Is that possible? Uh, well, you know, the wife. Uh, she she doesn't want to share, and and this way it keeps me down in the basement longer. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Cristiano is the uh, voice of Fighting Illini uh, Ice Hockey, and he also covers the uh, St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks for the uh, Hockey Writers. Um, uh, what's new? It's been a while. It's been like, what, a year since we've talked to you? Last season, right? Yeah, it's been a year. So I uh, just wrapped up another season of Illini Hockey, and now Jeff Ponder editing some of my articles. He does a fantastic job making me look good. So uh, it's exciting to work with him, and I can't wait to get back into it before the playoffs start. You're one of the few writers that I really don't have to touch that wow. much. So stop giving me too much credit. What an honor. What an honor. <laughs> oh, the, the cheese is just so strong right now. Uh, 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 mutual admiration club. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, your thoughts on the Blues play since Yo took over? Um, why? Wow, was that? A, you, you throw away like a, a half barrel? Was that loud? <laughs> that was. That was. Man, my microphone must be really good. I thought you fell off your chair. I thought he had. No, a, that was uh, that was me putting my giant pint in the trash can. I thought he knocked uh, his keg over. <laughs> no cake tonight. That's next week. Um, so, your thoughts on on the Blues play since Yo has taken over? Um, uh, why they've turned it around? Um, is it the influx of young kids? Is it uh, the 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 change of from you know a man to man to a zone to man to man, or vice versa? And what 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 do you think? What are you it's seeing? a combination of I think the defense and the goaltending. And you could point. A lot of fingers at Carter Hutton and Jake Allen. They weren't as good as they need to be and certainly out of their element. But it was because the defense as well was tying into it. They really were allowing too many high-scoring opportunities. And now since Mike Yo is the head coach, Allen's 13-6-1, save percentage of .942, and a goals against of 1.7. That's the best among goaltenders with 10 appearances or more. They've got the third best record in the NHL since Hitch is firing. I don't think anybody – would have seen that, especially with Kevin Shattenkirk being dealt right before the trade deadline. It's a completely different team, and I think Jeff alluded to it. You don't really see this team being a Stanley Cup uh, birthing squad, but they're going to make a run at it. They've certainly given us hope for it. Also, um, so, uh, well, I was just going to ask you real quick. Um, you know, you mentioned the surge they've had since firing Hitchcock. Do you think that the surges we've seen from other teams after firing their coaches this year? Uh, Gallanders being the big one, the Bruins, I can't remember if the Bruins were before or after the Blues, but either way, there was a couple firings that happened before Hitchcock, and those teams went on to have crazy records. Do you think that played into Armstrong's decision at all? I think he was trying to save his own job as well. And I mean, I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of Doug Armstrong. I don't think any St. Louis Blues fan that has watched this team grown over the past five or six years, but he had to make a move, whether it was a big trade or a decision to fire his longtime uh, best friend, as he calls it, in Ken Hitchcock. Many fans were happy to see Hitch go, but then when the Blues went through that four or five game losing streak, they thought maybe it wasn't just Hitch, but now they seem to have right the ship. And their road game, their road performance has been outstanding. They were a terrible team, 8-13-1 under Hitch. Now they're 12-4 and away from Scott Trade under Yo and Doug Armstrong. He's looking like a genius with getting Zach Sanford as well for Kevin Shanker. Yeah, I, I, the, the road record almost is mind-boggling to me. That the, how direct, I mean, well, the goaltending too. Because the road record, worst, almost, well, it was terrible if it wasn't worse than NHL. And uh, now it's the road is one of the best. And goaltending, like you said, the worst in the NHL, save percentage-wise anyway, it was awful. And now it's the best. It, it, it's, it's crazy mind-boggling uh, how that, has panned out. Twenty-one um, goals allowed. Excuse me. Twenty-one goals allowed in sixteen road games. That's for this St. Louis Blues team with the changes that they've made in terms of their identity. I'm flabbergasted at that that they've been able to do that. Yeah, and Hutton it seems like every other game on the road is a shutout. Oh, for I, sure, he's been fantastic. I really thought he was going to have one the other night. Yeah, he almost did. He really looked like he was. He looked. God, he's he has looked like a completely different goalie from the start of the year. Uh, there's a chance the Blues could face Chicago in the playoffs again, uh, maybe in the first round. Um, Steve Albers uh, he said, bring them on first round. Uh, let's do it. Um, what Do you feel the Blues, if they match up with Chicago again, 
do you feel the Blues can beat them? Uh, since you you kind of cover both teams there, uh, how does Chicago look this year compared to last? They look as dominant as they've been since uh, the last time they won the Stanley Cup in 2015. They've got secondary scoring, depth scoring, Stan Bowman. He is a wizard at acquiring talent for under $1 million. Richard Panik's got 22 goals. Ryan Hartman is just a couple away from 20, which would give them seven 20-goal scores, and they haven't had that since the late 80s, which is just bizarre when you compare it to the Blues offense. But in the playoffs, anything can happen. All it takes is a hot goaltender. Jake Allen can be that guy. He wasn't that guy against Minnesota a couple of years ago when they faced the Wild and lost in six games. But it would be a great rivalry, the, the black and blue, as they like to dub it. But I don't necessarily want to see them in the first round if you're a St. Louis Blues fan because the past two meetings, 2014 and 2016, when they've clashed, neither of them won the cup. They just physically beat each other, and it's ugly. And I think that you saw the Blues suffering some of those woes from the first round against San Jose. They looked absolutely gasped by the time that series wrapped up. Um, so you said you, you don't want to see the Blackhawks in the first round, and, and, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you, but how much stock do you put into, and, and you know, pundits have talked about this for years, that um, – uh, you don't want it to face the Blackhawks later because they seem to always get on a roll. And once they find their groove, they're near impossible to beat. So, so really what's the, what's the better one of the two evils? Is it better face them early or face them late? I think if you want to beat them and then like you just mentioned, the easiest way is the first round because they've had injury troubles the past three postseason. Artsum and Isimov, we don't know if he'll be back for the first game. Duncan Keith, missed uh, game one last year with the suspension, and that gave the Blues an opportunity. They won one nothing, and they take a one nothing series lead. And every game's important. It comes down to that game seven, and I think it would certainly be a tightly contested series. But if you want to win the cup, though, I think you have to face them late. And as Bacchus and Petrangelo echoed last year, you have to beat the best to be the best, and we'll see if this year's Blues team can do that if they come against the Giants in Chicago. I know Chicago's on a lot more of a roll now than they were early in the season. They're playing much more, uh, much better hockey. The I know the the, the Blues uh, don't play them again, and they played them. I think probably when Chicago wasn't quite on the roll they're on now, because uh, they're two two uh, two wins, two losses, and one uh, overtime loss against Chicago. So the Blues are like five hundred against them this year. So, I, but up when they did play them, uh, and and last season they played them well in the playoffs. They beat them. And it's and it's almost like St. Louis has turned a corner uh, against Chicago, where in the, in two, three, four years ago, the Blues just could not beat them with any kind of consistency. But now that seems to have changed, where they're winning half the time, a little over half the time, and the playoffs last year, kind of like okay, here we go. Um, so, but granted, like I just said, that the Chicago seems to be playing much better now than they were earlier in the season. But uh, I think that that gives me some hope that they could they could knock off Chicago again because it seems like the blues have Chicago. They're not as afraid of Chicago as they were before. Especially Maybe. away from Scott trade. I don't, they rarely won at the United center in regulation at that. I, I remember going to those games when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, they wouldn't win. They would just get shellacked. And, but now we saw they take two games in the United center game three and game four. And that completely turned the series around. It gave the blues some, room as as jeff said they like to turn it on late in the series and they did just that winning in double overtime coming back after down three one in game six so 
they're not as afraid of Chicago, but it's still that sibling rivalry that the Blues have something to prove in terms of hardware before they can be deemed as uh, the superiors of those do. Um, the, uh, there's been a lot of heated debate amongst Blues fans uh, surrounding Elliott. Um, the Blues traded him in the, in the preseason. Um, so his departure, uh, give us your take on, on that and if you feel the Blues uh, got enough for him to return. Uh, if it was time for him to go, uh, I mean, I guess based on the goaltending the way it's performing now, we don't miss Elliot at all. But early in the season, there was a lot of like, oh my gosh, you know, our goaltending is awful. So what, you know, what, were your, what was your take on the on the Elliot trade? Yeah, Matt Larkin came out with an article in January uh, from the Hockey News saying the Blues need to trade for Brian Elliot, and I thought, <laughs> I don't think that would really solve their. Pr- you can have we hey, talked about have- that. Yeah, you can have Marty Brodeur. You can have Dominic Hashik. It wouldn't have mattered. And you still have Marty Brodeur if necessary. Hey, he played seven games a couple of years ago. He, he still got it. But anybody <laughs> could have manned that crease the way the defense was playing, and it wouldn't have mattered. And Brian Elliott didn't have his hottest start either. With the Flames, no pun intended, 3-9-1. Now he's got 25 wins. He's 9-1 this month, .941 save percentage. But he's a UFA at 31 years old. He was going to walk. And the Blues were able to get a number 35 overall pick. And you know what they did? They traded up and they got Tage Thompson with the 26th spot in the first round. And if Elliott re-signs in Calgary, the Blues, they'll get that third round pick, I believe, in 2018. It could be used as a bargaining ship in the future, perhaps move up some spots or make a deal. So I think the decision to move Elliott was, it was justified. I just don't know if they got enough for him. But to be honest, a second round pick and a conditional third for a guy like Brian Elliott, when you saw him at the beginning of the season, but the amount of dedication that he had to the city of St. Louis was outstanding, and he played phenomenal in the last season's playoffs. But if Tage Thompson becomes a superstar in the next couple of years, we're going to be forgetting about that Brian Elliott trade. Um, so two things. Number one, uh, for those listening, Cristiano is actually uh, has no notes in front of him. Everything he has said is <laughs> is right off the top of his head, and that is impressive. And number two – uh, question for you. Um, you we've, we've said twice now uh, since the show began uh, tonight that the Blues didn't get enough for this guy. Do you feel like that's kind of a trend with Blues trade, or is it just kind of the last two or three trades the Blues have pulled off? Well, yeah, TJ Oshie was my favorite player when I was young. So obviously, I, uh, I, when I was younger, if he would have gotten traded, I would have been a little emotional now. <laughs> Uh, a couple of years ago, I was fine with it. But getting Troy Brower, hey, he scored that big goal in Game 7, was huge in the Dallas series. But then he walks for nothing, and you don't win a Stanley Cup. Then you lose David Backus. Then you trade away your starting goaltender in Brian Elliott. It seemed very stereotypical of the St. Louis Blues to break ground finally in the postseason and then backtrack, maybe two, maybe three steps. So I completely understand the fans' frustration because – they're looking for a Stanley Cup, and this year I don't think necessarily is the year, but with the young pieces, if they continue to build around with Robbie Fabry getting back to full strength next year, Colton Pareko taking that big role now that Shattenkirk is gone. It's a young, it's a fast team, but we'll have more to comment about that once the playoffs finish this year. So you mentioned Toronto. Troy Brower being let go in that, after that trade. Does it, I don't know if, any, if anybody here realizes what's left from the Oshie trade. Um, I don't, 
have Nothing. who it was. Who, who is it? 2016 third yeah. round pick. Okay. That's it. Sad. Anyway, carry on. This is a sad day. <laughs> uh, Toronto smile after that comment. Toronto has beaten the Predators, by the way, three to one. Yes. So that's so, good so news. the game, yeah, the the game Sunday. If the Blues take care of business as a, as they should tomorrow night, um, although they have been known to uh, <laughs> suck it up in Denver from time to time, uh, if they win tomorrow night, then uh, there's no way the Preds can catch us by beating us on Sunday. Right. That'd be nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, and it, and then beating them on and beating them on Sunday will be the exact same situation we had with LA uh, a couple weeks ago, where it's a it's a one point versus five point uh, difference, and that could that game could solidify our third place uh, status. We'll see. So, uh, what one more one more question, definitely for me for Cristiano. Um, so, a lot has been made that the Blues' week schedule is going to help them get into the playoffs uh, for the last fifteen games or so. To me, and, and maybe I'm, I'm leading into this question for you, to me, um, the, uh, that doesn't matter. It's, it's irrelevant because everyone in the Western Conference plays everybody throughout the year. And, you know, yeah, obviously this is playoff push time, so teams are playing a little harder. But do you see it the way I see it, or how do you feel? Do you, do you feel like that's the, the, the NHL kind of – goofed up here and gave a sure well a fringe playoff team too easy of a schedule to end the season I think when it comes to NHL scheduling I'm not sure how the owners and Gary Bettman maybe they flip a coin at this point but you never know how teams are going to pan out did you really think that the Columbus Blue Jackets were going to be a dynamite threat in the Eastern Conference and they just played Carolina and lost by the way in the Eastern (laughs) Conference I really love Carolina by the way that's just a (laughs) sidebar there I think they can really go in places they, they really are. So I don't think that the scheduling is fixed in a way. I think Colorado, you knew they were going to have a bit of a tough road ahead with a new head coach after Patrick Waugh just decided to quit. But enough about that. And Eric Johnson's there. Uh, he has me blocked on Twitter, although I've never tweeted it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's, that's so awesome. I don't know what it is. Maybe I made a comment about Taze in a Blues uniform, which isn't really comparable because Johnson was the number one guy. Anyway, sorry, I'm going off a, on a tangent. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So the scheduling, the scheduling, I think the Blues may have just gotten the, the right side of the draw there, and they certainly have benefited from it, especially with Paul Stasny going down. I've seen some Blues fans – contacting me and saying the blues are really good without Paul Stasny. Why do we still have him? I'm like, if you went into the playoffs without mm-hmm. Paul Stasny face-offs, penalty kill power play, it's a different team without him. And just cause you're playing Arizona and Colorado doesn't mean that you don't need that guy down the middle. And, and let's be honest here. And maybe you guys will tell me to sign off the show by saying this without Stasny and Laterra, I think that actually does hurt the blues. I think that in the playoffs, they need a little bit of, more veteran presence. I think on the, the face-off, the face-off alone. Go ahead. Sorry. For sure. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think, uh, no, Bill, you go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say on the Latera front, I mean, ha- has anybody confirmed, you know, is, is he suffering from a concussion or you know, what, what is the reason why he's out? And the one thought I had on this is that, you know, he, he always looks tired on the ice so why not sit him for the last 15 games, let him rest up, 
and see if he's got something more to give you in the playoffs. I mean, is is, is it possible, or I mean, has it been confirmed that you know he's just got a, a concussion like uh, Perron had, where he can't even get into a break room? Well, you're able to healthy scratch Robbie Fabry, and you're saying that you can't healthy scratch Yuri Laterra. That, of course, that was with Ken Hitchcock. So we've seen Mike Yo scratch his players, Thomas Vanek, one of the most notable at the end of the season in his last year in Minnesota, and Nito Niederreiter as well. He's very quick to pull that trigger. But I, yes, I believe Yuri Laterra is dealing with an upper body, possibly a concussion, and he's had those types of problems in the past, not to a severity. I remember in his first year with the Blues, he missed a couple of games with a concussion. So I don't really think you can insert him in the lineup. If Stasny is healthy, why break up that third line? I think of Barbashev, Sanford and Yakupov, if he continues to play well, he's looked like a completely different player getting more ice time. And he really fits into Mike Yo's game, which I didn't really like the trade when they got him under Hitch's system, because you guys know as well as I do his policy with younger guys. Um, but it's turned out really well. Barbashev's got to increase his faceoffs, though. I believe he's 42%. And Yuri Laterra, call him what you will, but he's very good when it comes to those. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you'll get any disagreements on that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no. I mean, he's he's great in the faceoff dot, and and we've said a million times before, he's a third line guy. And if you could have him on your third line, you've got a pretty solid team. For about For a million point. and a half less. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Four point seven. That doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. No. No. I've had uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who who would you like to see the Blues play in the first? I mean, we. I mean, I guess, I guess, we talked about you know uh, Blues in Chicago. Um, just a you know fantastic series to beat the crap out of each other, and it's a it's a fun series to watch. Um, but uh, who would you like to see the Blues play in the first round for reasons I whether, wanna... whether it be yeah, uh, whether it be it's a, a an easier matchup or the best to watch or for whatever reason you want to go. I want to see them sneak into that Pacific division bracket as a first wild card team. You don't really know who's going to come out of that division, whether it's uh, Anaheim, San Jose or Edmonton, but to deal with them now and to eventually come into a Western conference final between the Blackhawks and the blues, your energy possibly would be saved up because those teams don't really punish you physically. Not that the Blackhawks necessarily do, but that rivalry aspect really comes into play. And how about eliminating the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year in the Sharks? It's going to be tough for younger Blues fans to stay up for those uh, playoff game starts. I don't know when it's going to be, 8.30, 9 o'clock. But I think that their best bet is to play through that bracket, similar to how the New York Rangers are going to end up in the Eastern Conference, where one of the top three teams in the conference is going to be out. And if it ends up being the Blues, Wild, and the Predators, and then on the other side, Columbus, uh, Washington, and Pittsburgh. But that's a whole different discussion. But for me, Pacific Division, I think I'd like to see the Blues go through them. And to see Connor McDavid in a playoff series against the Blues, mm. that'd just be fascinating to watch as a hockey fan. So, so let, let's do this real quick then. Just give me a yes or a no. I'm going to tell you the team, the Blues face, and you tell me, do they win the series? <laughs> let's let's okay. start this. Good. San Jose Sharks. Yes. Nashville Predators. Oh yeah, Pecorino is not what he used to be. Edmonton Oilers. No. Anaheim Ducks. I don't think they can get. I think if it goes to Game Seven, I think 
think the Ducks will be good. I know Boudreaux's not there anymore, but it's still lingering <laughs> with Randy Carlisle, so we'll see. And then if you're going to if you're going to ask me about the Wild, I'll say the same thing. It'll be a very good series. Uh, how great would that be? Mike Yo taking out his former team, the one that canned him. I mean, that would just be spectacular. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice shoving it because in a lot of the Minnesota fans too, because they've all been talking trash all year long. Uh, they're they're kind of concerned. They're probably pretty concerned right now because they can't win to save their lives right now. No, they can't. They, I thought they had that division locked down, but they cannot seem to win a game, and Blackhawks are just yeah. being the Blackhawks. Was it like a month ago, a little month ago, they had a five- or six-point lead on Chicago? Yeah, it? something like that. Now they're down seven, and they, they just did beat Ottawa, though, five to one. So Blues still eight back of them. I don't think they'll catch them in the second spot, even with the Blues' easy schedule. Well, Cristiano, you um you passed the test. I agree with you on every front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad there were no hard edits on this one, Jeff. I hope it stays that way in the That's future. Right. That's right. Uh, you want to uh, tell our listeners uh, where they can find you and your work, sir? Sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter at CMS underscore 74 underscore TJ Oshi. I think I said this last time. Come on. I was, I was young. I was like 13 years old and... Yeah, he was my favorite player, so I had to – and now I can't change it uh, now. But uh, you can find me there on Twitter. I got uh, gifts. I got articles coming out. So uh, follow me for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hopefully it's a pretty long one. You'll have to deal with some Blackhawk stuff, so hopefully that doesn't steer away anybody else. And then how about at Illini Hockey? Season starts up in September, and we're probably one of the only programs at this university that are starting to win. We'll see if football and basketball – comes around first, in the next couple of years. First of all, I'll say that uh, he is a fantastic follow, and I'm not just seeing that because he's on the show. Uh, my regular face, is that the, the, the Twitter handle with the, the great gifts? Uh, yeah, Steph's fantastic. That, yeah, she's the best, absolutely the best. So follow her, my regular face, if you don't already. But Cristiano, you're always right behind her with some pretty good gifts. So I, uh, I recommend that. I was going to ask you, how did the, uh, the Illini do last season? They did really well. Um, we only lost, again, I believe I talked about this last year because it was similar. Uh, they only lost three games in regulation in the big pond at their home arena, which is going through a $5 million renovation right now. So we'll see some new designs there. Uh, they lost in the uh, national championship to the number four seed in the nation that eventually went on to win. So it's, it's a good club hockey team. It's a great atmosphere down in Champaign, Illinois, and it's, it's becoming a hockey city in terms of uh, – ACHA hockey. So I expect uh, this next year, which will be my last calling their games to be quite the exciting one. And then we'll see where uh, I end up after that. So where, where's the, where's the money for the renovations coming from? The state's broke. <laughs> you know, it's a private, you, I'm a, I'm a journalism <laughs> major. You would have to ask a finance major oh. about that one. <laughs> Road trip boys. I'm serious. Yeah, so, so have, uh, are they still playing on the, um, the, uh, speed skating size rink yes i i had uh i had two starts for siue back in the day and uh one of my two starts was in that building and uh it, it's like I don't know, it's kind of like playing in a square because there there really aren't corners because it's so damn big it, it was yeah 115 that, feet wide yeah it, it wow. was one of those things wow. that you just you did not go you might go behind the net to stop a puck, but you did not venture to a corner because <laughs> you'd be out of breath. But well, at least I'd be out of breath. But that's how I got back to the net. 
<laughs> oh, come on, Bill. You used to be in fantastic shape. Well, you used, used to be. be. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, Cristiano, thank you for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Of course, guys. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Maybe episode 200. You can have me on that as well. We'll have you on before that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, of course. Especially, especially, we will definitely have you on uh, if the Blues play the Hawks in the playoffs. That'd be a good little insight. To the show. You guys are great. I love what you do. I'm a big fan of it. So anytime you need me, give me a call. You know, the answer is yes. Cool. Well, awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. I wish the women said that to us too, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is not that kind of a show. Yeah, no. especially when you're married. Anyway, well, thank you, Cristiano. It was nice yes. talking with you again. Yeah, of course, yeah. guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, hope the Blues make a deep run, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. All right. All right. You got awesome. it. So, okay. Great guess. This yeah, time. yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Good conversation. We should we should do guests more often. <laughs> they talk better than we do. Yeah, we'll, be, yes. we'll we'll turn into the Nick and Nick show. I can't tell Guess you me. how many people are probably turning off their iPods right now. <laughs> it's just down the drain. Oh, it's just the three buffoons left. <laughs> yeah, but we got the speedo topic to cover pretty soon. That's true. So, so that Speedos. that's did what everyone did that, not happen. That's what everyone's hanging around for. Yeah. Yeah, we have what three listeners right now? I was more than that. Five. More, uh, more than that. Twenty-eight hundred. Uh, more than that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. nice. No, no. What are we? This is not uh, puck soup. Yeah, this is definitely. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any good Vegas stories to tell today. No. Um. So uh, there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do this now? <laughs> the would, would you say this what the this i mean the the request for these speedos yeah yeah it's not much of a reveal if you just refer to it that way no well no i was just saying do you want to address the issue of the speedos and that's what i'm saying i think sure. you already addressed it yes <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's been done so the answer folks is yes we are wearing speedos and if you're watching the show, you get a special little peek here, right? <laughs> I almost want to just, just like turn my monitor off for a second because yep. I, I don't, don't want to see what I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to see what I don't want to see. <laughs> Wait, this has turned into like a bad uh, shock jock morning show all of a sudden. <laughs> it really has. Howard Stern show. Oh, shit. Uh, all right, so Kurt, you want to go first to our viewers of the show right now? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, all right, here we go. So, yeah, well, let me like prep mine a little bit. Um, so I've got. <laughs> you gotta adjust yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hanging out right now? Well, I've been sitting down for a long time, so <laughs> stuff's kind of riding up where it shouldn't be, where it shouldn't ought to be. <laughs> um, oh, no, well, see, I've got, I've got mine's themed. Mine's blue, and. Uh, I've got, I've got what, I've got what, go on the, on the mic here. I've got what you call a crime fighter going on. <laughs> so there, there's, there's my deal. And there was, what, there was no, there was no rules about speedos and speedos only, right? Yeah, I, there was not. 
Okay. I so that I was have knew that rule. That's that's my contribution. The crime fighter. All right. All right, Bill. All right. So my contribution is hashtag America. Which is uh, start talking again, Bill. There, there we go. We gotta see it. There it is. Yeah, you got it. You got it. We got Woo! it. I'm just like, <laughs> jeez. Ah. Uh. All right. All right, with now, mine. Now uh, I'm gonna turn my camera off here for a second. Yeah, I, I would recommend that if you have young children watching, you uh you you turn the monitor off for a second because uh hold, hold on hold on here let's 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 uh present Jeff's screen to everyone <laughs> to make sure, <laughs> oh, make, sure make sure it doesn't yes. leave the screen here for people. <laughs> so yeah, the the floor is yours, sir. Um, our guests are gonna love to know that I was interviewing them in my attire that I'm wearing now. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't pull out the stops. When I'm told to try something like this, I just do it. So I did it. And I'll give you the side shot. Huh? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So there you go. That's a good shot, right? Uh, that's that's a family-friendly shot. Jeez. Um... So stick around to the end of the show to see the uh, post-game extra show. Yeah, there will be some more later. Have your dollar bills ready. So, uh, yeah, we should. You know what? I should have um, made a uh, little, uh, thrown a caveat in there that that the, 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 the lady who requested that this happen, um, uh, she said she would be watching the show if we did this. I, and there should, there should have been some kind of confirmation that she was actually yeah. watching before we even did this because, you know, it's like, okay, oh, yeah, I forgot to watch. You know, that's – so we kind of did it for nothing. Mm, yeah. I, we did it too. We did it to probably just insult uh, a lot of the viewers. And <laughs> Yeah, how, how low did our viewer count go now? Uh, I think it's – how how is it possible? Negative. It's, neg- <laughs> it's negative. How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, no, no tweets whatsoever about this. No, I think everyone's in shock. It's kind of like yeah. they're just. Yeah, yeah, we're we're you know you guys are right that you know as soon as uh, our guests were gone, um, they all just hung up. <laughs> yep. Uh, Theo Halloran has been tweeting us, and uh, his tweets have surprisingly just stopped. <laughs> 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 uh. So he, yeah, he's been uh, the loyal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna open up the um, uh, the show here real quick in case someone would like to join us. If we have any guests left, <laughs> mm. um, I don't know. Nick might take this. Nick Senior might take the speedo thing way too far. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think if we, that's that's true. If Nick and Nick come on, it's a speedo requirement. Can, can they really take it more far than I did? Well, yeah, uh, they could have gone shirtless. That's true. That's a good point. I considered it, but I'm like, you know, we should be at least semi-professional, right? <laughs> uh, Plus, I'm already halfway through my second pint of beer. Yeah. So you bought five, right? Five of them? I bought five, yeah. And you're going through two. My next one, I only got a half speed. I, uh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't Bring the uh, third Big Walt down. Oh, Deanna has replied. Let's see. Oh, 
Oh, she's waiting for the full Monty in the post game show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has I'm to. Ready. Jo- I, well, that, that's yeah. I would say she's have to join the show for that. Uh, let's see. Theo. Theo is joining the show. Theo has joined the show. Is, is he wearing a uh, a speedo as well? Uh, his avatar might be. I can't see it. <laughs> he said he had his uh, audio issues fixed. Is that is that the case, Theo? Are you there? <laughs> I don't did hit the, get those fixed. No, I, something's wrong. Theo has been tweeting us all show, by the way. We should yeah. probably at least try to mention some of those. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Theo, thank you. It's very nice to, to can you hear me, see guys? your thoughts. Hey, we can. Hey, there he is. Hey. Can you hear me now? Fantastic. Yes. Are you a sprint? Yay. ISP joke. <laughs> cool. So, Theo, um, thanks for joining the show. How long no. have you been a listener? Is there a delay? <laughs> I think there's quite a delay. Uh, there must be. Uh, All right. Um, let, let, well, go ahead, Jeff, and see if and see if I started listening last year. <laughs> this is, oh my, Theo! There, there is a crazy delay. Let's do this. Let's do this though. Just keep talking, keep talking, <laughs> and let Theo answer, and we'll wow. see. If... <laughs> cool. Uh, this is going to make for some great content. All right, about a year. So, so Theo, thank you for uh, for listening. Um, so let's uh, let's ask then. How long have you been a Blues fan? Since nineteen seventy five. Nineteen seventy five. Holy cow. I can, oh, I can I can edit, wow. I can I can edit this later and yes. to make it look like seamless. <laughs> it's seamless. And, yeah. and wait, wait, Theo, what year is it where you are now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and ask my next question then. Uh, Theo, where are you looking? I don't work. I'm retired. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, I, what <laughs> the hell? Way too long. It is way. It's like 15 seconds. Is it not? It's it, that is. This is the longest delay I've ever seen for anything. <laughs> so, I'm not even kidding. It's so. It's. Ah, uh, this is worse than the uh, the cuss delay they have on the radio. Hmm. Well. I don't, I don't think know. he heard my question. I want to know because maybe he's located in like a, a different country, which is why we're having this issue. Yeah. He is. You know, uh, where, where are is you located? Florida. Yeah, he's in Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's a different country, right? Because he won. He won the. He. Uh, I'm, in, he I'm. I'm. I'm in Florida, and Xfinity sucks. Nah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I used to have Xfinity back when I didn't live in St. Louis, and it is awful. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, Theo, what's the past like? (laughs) But there's no other option here. Uh, Are you in the Everglades, or uh, how is that? uh, that (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) I'm in. Jacksonville. Might as well be the Everglades. 
<laughs> oh my god. It, it's like 10 seconds at least. Yeah. Right? I think so. Oh man. Let's time it. Oh. All right. Somebody, yeah. All right. Somebody ask a question. I got the timer going. Okay. Um, all right, Theo. So, uh, how did you find Let's Go Blues Radio? <laughs> From the website letsgoblues.com. Eight seconds. Which eight eight second delay since it started. Cool. Yeah. He. Yeah. He was a member of the forum for forever it sounds familiar now yeah i remember i used to back when i was on the show all the time uh, or uh, back on the forum all the time i remember theo talking I, I, just like adam gold um winning yeah. unlimited yep yep i i talked to adam many times before i realized that he was a member of the let's go blues radio forum or let's go blues forum right he uh he was something else before winning unlimited we, we changed that for him a while years ago what was he before that do you remember I can't remember. Okay. No. Um, he still randomly text me, and and for some reason I never saved his number in my phone, and I'm always like, "Oh, who's this?" And then I'll scroll through and be like, "Oh yeah, it's Adam." Who, by the way, for anyone who is a member of the Let's Go Blues forum, type Adam's name into Google, hmm. and you'll see that uh, he's actually a pretty famous dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that uh, the the whole. Uh, the paper, the research he did for the um, the uh, draft for the draft, the lottery drafting, the to prevent uh, tanking and stuff like that. Right. So should we move on with the show, Theo? You're welcome to chime in eight seconds later with everything <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do it that way. Uh, this will be interesting. Um. So, uh, okay. Uh, well, you, do you guys want to talk about the, the, the one of, you said you wanted to ask about the, the favorite moments of the show being a hundredth anniversary, hundredth show ponder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for those who don't know, maybe, maybe you're a new listener. Theo. I have no idea, but, uh, this show started back in, uh, 2011, right? To start the 2011-2012 season, so. the yep. first thing we talked about on the show was um, the Blues signing Jamie Langenbrunner and Jason Arnott. Do you mm. remember that? I do. Um, so uh, we've been doing the show for a while. We used to have uh, Jeff Queeran on with Kurt Price and I. We used to record. Uh, we actually used to meet up at uh, SIUE, which was cool. Um and, you know, we, we've since discovered that technology is fantastic and Google Hangouts much better because uh, Kurt and Bill both live in Illinois. I live in um, uh, right in Manchester in 141 Baldwin area. And um, so, uh, yeah, we've been doing this show now for, God, six, there'll be six years in September. Right. Yeah, this is the fifth season because we had like a took a season off or did a couple half seasons or something like that. Right. So, yeah, yeah, and we um, there was one year where we did a, a summer show every mm -hmm. year or every week. Uh, my friend Justin actually chimed in when Bill and Kurt were unavailable, and uh, we still did a summer show. Talk, which God, that was difficult finding stuff to talk about <laughs> for, and you know, we kept the shows to about an hour, which is what I wanted, and. And it was great. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, we took a season off shortly after that. And then um, then we brought this format in, which uh, 
Kurt took over as the host, and and I feel like you do a better job than me. Although I know Kurt, you've told me you disagree with that. Oh, stop! Yeah. No, you do. You do a fantastic job, and and I think everyone that listens to the show agrees. Um, and Bill and I are just kind of here to to so that you're not talking to yourself. So, <laughs> um, so I was going to ask you guys, you know, given the history of the show, and those that have listened for a while know. What's what's your favorite moment of the show? Uh, Kurt, we'll start with you since you've been here since the start. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My my favorite moment of the show is a show that never aired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. The, the, the Tom Calhoun episode, uh, which is my, my, my most favored and my most hated uh, show. It was my most favorite because of the conversation we had with Tom Calhoun. But it was my most hated because it never aired because the sound quality was so god awful. There was so much feedback, and uh, yeah, everybody, everything everybody was saying, I could hear again, uh, echoey, and it was just awful. I couldn't fix it, uh, so and I didn't realize it during the show, so I, I did not attempt to fix it. So that uh, yeah, that was a it was a great show, and I feel awful about it. But uh, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that's mine, one that never aired. That's top three for me and i wasn't even involved in that show so yeah good work <laughs> bill what yeah. about you yeah that uh that was uh that was gonna be mine as well um <laughs> you know it you know I, I remember giving some horrible horrible like 35 second lead-in question so it was such a loaded question to tom about ken hitchcock and how awful he was and uh, his response was great. Said, um, "I didn't catch most of that, but it sounded like a hell of a question." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, so I was I was terribly uh, terribly disappointed that it didn't air. Um, and uh, you know, a another moment that I it stands out to me is probably one of my uh, my. Uh, worst moments on the show was uh, the uh, draft preview show that uh, we did. Uh, I think in twenty uh, had to have been the twenty thirteen draft, um, where I you know I agreed to uh, to get on the show, and uh, that was the that was the summer when it was you and Justin doing most of the shows, Jeff, and um, we uh, we were talking, and uh, somehow I completely screwed up uh, that. Uh, uh, who Darnell Nurse, uh, you know, who was Donovan McNabb's nephew? It's it's Darnell Nurse, and I forget who I said. It, it was just god awful. <laughs> like, oh, it was just. So I remember terrible. that, but I don't remember who it was you said. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess yeah. we're going to have to go back and find that out. But yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I need to take the rest of the summer off. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've had some good moments. Um, you know, I uh, I really enjoyed, as Kurt, you might agree, but the first episode we ever did. Um, it's funny if you go back and listen. I have every episode that I ever, that I when I was ever the host, because I did all the uh, posting of the show too, I have all of those saved on an external flash drive. And I went back and listened about a year ago to a couple of them. And it's just so funny, because the first show we ever did you, me, and Jeff had never met. Um, you, obviously, Kurt, you and I had talked for years. I knew Jeff through, because at the time he was running bluenotezone.com. So I kind of talked to him through Twitter and Facebook a little bit. But but actually meeting, the three of us had never met 
And there are there we are, these three strangers just sitting in a room and had no idea who each other was and didn't know our background. I had no idea you who you worked for. I just thought you were I just you were the guy who ran Let's Go Blues, you know. That was the only guy I knew. And uh we got together and it's just so funny because we were so timid mm-hmm. that whole show just listening to us talk and and you know, and I, I don't mean to 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 boast how great we are, but we are the first blues podcast. And that includes official podcasts, the blues, that includes everything, the Chase and, and uh Peng show. We were the first ones. So the just for one, the 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 reason there that we were the first blues podcast is extraordinary to me. And then two, just these three you, guys sitting around at a table in the middle of a what was that like a storage room? No, it was it was actually an old an old recording studio, and it had it was just it wasn't used anymore, and so there was a bunch of it, was, it turned into a storage room, and so we kind of I kind of cleared it out a little bit uh, so we could record in there, and uh, it had some nice mics. I mean the mics. So were the fit. first room though, the first room oh, we the sat first, in. The first one we sat in was a was a, was actually a, a, the larger recording studio that they would do television stuff in, um, but it was it had turned into a storage room, and we did it in there because we couldn't do it in the smaller recording studio because uh, it was full of junk. And then I think for the episode two or three, we went into the smaller room. Yeah, we we ended up switching it because it kind of echoed yep. a little bit, and yep. uh, you could kind of hear us echoing. Um, but yeah, it was just so funny. We were talking so soft too. We. The whole time we were all three talking like this, and you know now you know you listen to our shows and and we're just like blah, ugh, you know ugh, that's a stupid trade, and you know it's just so funny hearing the changes just in the two of us, and and you know and then just I would say the second show was fun too, just because or third show whenever it was we moved into the new studio because it felt like we were on the radio being in an actual studio yeah. and and having actual equipment. Um, so that's that's probably number one for me, but um, I would say uh, number two was was uh, uh, probably when when we had um, Norm Sanders was was on once. Yep. That was that was fantastic. There's an episode something we used to do, and maybe it's something we could look into for next season. We used to have guests on from the opposing teams that Blues were about to play. That was always a lot of fun, and we Remember had the, uh, let's go Wings. Let's go wings. Yeah, the let's go wings guys. That was that yeah, was good. That guys was, on. That was great. That they, was they had, fantastic stuff. They had they had their own. That was like that was first season, and they had yeah. we did it over the phone. We had a mic right next to the phone, and uh, yeah. it was your, your phone, I think. And it yeah. was, uh, and the they had a podcast at the time. I don't think they do anymore, but they had a podcast at the time, and that was a good that was a good show. Yeah, that was good stuff. We had uh, we've had Eddie Garcia from the Puck Podcast on to talk about the Kings. I think it was before the Blues played him in the playoffs. Uh, I want to say we've had a oh man, Tom from Chicago. From yeah, he was on yeah. recently, like last yeah. season, right? Yep, yep, yep. And he's, then a, um, he's, we, he's fantastic. He's he's probably the most the most objective fan of an opposing team I've ever talked to. He 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 doesn't. He's like he doesn't seem like he's partial or biased whatsoever, and that's like so refreshing, to especially from, coming from you know an arrival like the Blues and Hawks. You, you, it's really hard to objectively you know analyze a series, but man, he just it seems like he just tells it like it is. So it's very cool. Yeah, it's it's um 
there's there is one moment that I can remember of yours, Kurt. Uh, the radio rant. We used to have something called radio rants where we <laughs> sounded off for about two minutes. You had one, I believe, it was about Qdoba. Or, oh, uh, Peter Pit. Peter <laughs> Pit. The hummus. Yes. The hummus. Oh, my God. That, Don't, that was a fantastic radio. Don't record. get me started on the hummus situation at Peter Pit. Oh, my God. I had, and actually, it's, it's so funny you bring that up. I had a bad hummus experience today at lunch. <laughs> but it couldn't have been at Peter Pit because no. uh, Peter Pit is still more in Edwardsville. Nope. Uh, it was at, uh, it was at uh, Crazy Balls. And the, uh, the the hummus was very watered down. It was liquidy. Mm. It was it was not Ooh, good. Gross. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, we uh, you know I wish there was a way because I know that we've kind of switched. First, we started as St. Louis Blues Radio, but then we changed it to to kind of mirror Kurt's site, um, and also because we were afraid of copyright issues. Um, suppose you know I, they knew about us and they never did anything. So kudos to them for that. Um, but. Um, uh, you know, there's just been there's been so many awesome moments. Um, we've had a lot of fun on this show. Um, I won't tell you which one, but about a month ago, I was drunk on the show, so that was fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, hey, seriously, here's to here's to another hundred episodes, and here's to us reminiscing about the last hundred episodes and our next centennial moment. Keep it going. That's right. Good stuff. It's been fun, yeah, and I think it, we. Oh, and I, I did. I did want to say real quick. Sorry, Bill. Um, no, no. That, that um, I when we I when I first started with the idea that I'm okay. I think I want to try and toy around with the idea of a podcast, and we hadn't talked about it, you and I, Jeff. But you saw on Let'sGoBlues.com that a, a link was up for the podcast, and you contacted me and said, "Hey, uh, are you going to do a podcast on Let's Go Blues? Remember that?" Yeah. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I, I had the link up for a while. I, I, I tested the link and I think I forgot to take it down and it was up longer than I thought it was going to be. And so, and you saw it and you contacted me and that's how that all started with, with us here. I mean, without getting together for a site, for a podcast. Yeah. And we, uh, we had a sponsor for a certain time. I got drawn a blank on the name of the app. I don't think it's around anymore, but Nebula. Uh, do you remember? Oh, the app, um, fan something fans live. Fans live, yeah. We we had a we had a sponsor for a while, and we had him on the show. And uh, Jeff Quirin and I actually interviewed him, and that was a great show. Uh, problem with that one was we were at Nebula, which is a co-working site that also sponsored us. Um, they uh, they put us in this conference room, and it was so echoey. Do you remember that? I, yeah, I do because I had to you edit missed, the you missed the episode. You weren't I, there, but right, it was oh, it was awful, and it stunk because. We had the the creator of the app on, and he was a funny guy, huge blues fan, and we just sat around and talked about nostalgic blues moments for about twenty minutes before we actually even talked about the app. Another great moment of the show, but uh, yeah, <laughs> fortunately, it's lost in the archives. Yep. But I have it, so if you ever want to listen to it, come on over to my place. I remember trying to fix that show, the the the, the audio, the quality, the, the echoing. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Oh, it was just. Cool. Just can't do it, and, and the we we record um, everything was on one track, I believe. So you couldn't really separate the thing either. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we only had one mic for that show too. Yeah, you shared a mic. That's what it was. It too. 
Yeah. E- Equity Room and a shared mic, so you weren't real we close. Had, we had two mics, but we gave the second one to him. So me and Jeff shared one. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Jeff and I. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> Don't upset what? grammar Nazis. I know. I'm, I'm the one who corrects myself. You're the grammar. Yes. Yeah, what is it? What, how does a how does a grammar Nazi correct himself? It's, I'm, I'm a Nazi against myself. I don't know. Well, I think we're gonna skip over um, all kinds of stuff here, uh, as far as recaps and stuff. And then I'll think yeah. we can talk about that. That's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for those that uh, that don't know, the Blues beat some teams. Uh, they beat the Coyotes twice, and Clayton Neller made his NHL debut. Boom, we're done. Yep. Um, he did get I, I, his first point against the Blues. So. He did. He did. I, by the way, how how crazy must it be to play in your first NHL game against not only against the team you grew up watching, but in that team's building? Yeah, it's got to be exciting and scary as all hell all at once. Yeah. From Swansea, Illinois. Yep, that's. Uh, I, I was hoping we'd get uh, get a shout out for Metro East Hockey. Um, as far as I know, he's the the first one from Metro East to uh, make make the NHL. He but, might be. Uh, yeah, the uh, the story of uh, you know him getting knocked out uh, from the uh, Frozen Four, um, and then uh, you know signing and flying to St. Louis. He that first game, uh, he must have been completely dead because they said he had maybe two hours of sleep uh, during that time. You know, between getting knocked out and uh, playing in that game, just insane. Did you did you see the uh, face off uh, when uh, Keller was out there for the face off and Tarasenko yeah. went up against him and he gave him a, yeah. a little whack on, a couple whacks on the shins and said something to him, uh, "Welcome to NHL" or whatever. You know, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, pat him on the butt with a stick, and you know, give him give him his props, and uh, then you know, the Blues beat the Coyotes. My <laughs> only issue with what they did to, with Keller there was they they did one of the the fan giveaway things in the crowd because I, I was at that game. They um they gave him the you know they they did the whole puck shuffle or whatever. And then, like, the team's already, like, lined up for the face-off. The red light for the, the commercial break goes off. And, like, the guys already, like, lined up with their sticks on the ground. And then they flash Clayton Keller up on the screen. And the game's already going. Like, they've already dropped the puck. And everyone's cheering for him, giving him a standing ovation. Him up on the Jumbotron, he's, like, watching the play and, like, yelling at his, one of his teammates as he's skating by him. And it's like – Oh man! If only they would have done that five seconds sooner. Because I don't even think he realized he was on the jumbotron. Mm. But again, it goes with having a fast-paced game. Sometimes that kind of stuff happens. Yep. Did uh, anybody else uh, when you when, during the broadcast the Fox Sports Midwest team basically the, the uh, Pang and Kelly and uh, Federico and and uh, Sarah what's her name uh, in between Sarah Dela yeah Daly yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much everybody except Federico. Um, they kept talking about, oh, well, you know, the uh, Calgary uh, uh, lost the Kings, so the Blues can't clinch tonight. And I'm thinking, 
Well, I mean, if you want the Blues to finish as high as possible, uh, this was the better situation because then the because that puts more distance between because the Kings aren't a threat. It puts more distance between the Blues and the Flames. So I, I didn't I didn't understand the whole almost. Uh, oh well, shoot, they can't clinch tonight. They're going to clinch. It's, it's not that's not an issue. Um, so if yeah, you want I the Blues to finish was, third, I don't remember his reasoning, but I think it was Tom Timmerman from the Post Dispatch. That tweeted, you don't want the Blues to clinch tonight because, and I, I don't remember why. Because I'm just be, thinking, why not? They're going to clinch anyway. Does it matter? Well, because the, I think is, well, if it's the same thing I'm thinking, is because uh, you want more distance between you and the wild card spot, which is where Calgary is. So if the Kings beat the Flames and the Blues won, that puts, you know, that's that's the, the Blues. I think they gained, they gained ground on the Flames is what it is because uh, they were trailing them. But the Flames had the wild card spot because the Flames weren't third in their division, so that's why. If it's the Flames, just, had, so. that's silly to me. It doesn't matter. I if you want to finish not in the wild card spot, it matters. Yeah, I don't know. I you're gonna have to play tough team after tough team. It doesn't I, matter. I agree, but this goes back to who do you want to play in the playoffs? Uh, first yeah, round. I, I mean, if you. I mean, if you do you want to finish third and play the Wild? Personally. If I'm looking for the easiest matchup, we we uh, the Pacific is interesting and intriguing. Uh, what was brought up, but man, the Wild are sucking ass right now. I you know, even when the Wild were flying high, I really felt like that's a team the Blues could face in the first round and have a really good chance against. I just I think they match up well with them. I think two years ago was a just a anomaly because the Blues were down on themselves and let themselves get beat. Yeah, I you know I, I think with the uh, the wild this year, they've it it really seemed like they were peaking in January, and you know the Blues can relate to peaking too early um, in a, in a good run, and uh, you know it happened you know a couple of years ago, and it they were playing so well, you knew they weren't going to be able to keep up the pace, and you know they they really fell flat through pretty much the entire month of March. Um, Though the last couple of games they've shown signs of turnaround, and uh, you know tonight uh, they did uh, they did beat Ottawa like uh, Cristiano said earlier, um, but still getting into a first round series, the the storyline again something Cristiano alluded to, uh, Mike Yo against his old team, you no. want that you 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 want that and you want to go up against uh, Bruce Boudreau who can't win in a long series. It just doesn't happen for the guy. You know, the, the speaking of the Blues schedule, uh, which we didn't speak of, that's a terrible segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Speedos, um, but so the Wild, the, the, Ottawa, the Senators they played tonight, um, that's the toughest team that the Wild have to face the rest of the way. Uh, of the remaining games, they play Nashville next. And then there's a game. They have games in Colorado, Carolina, Colorado, and Arizona. So they have a really easy last four games, like the Blues do: Winnipeg, Florida, Carolina, and Colorado for the Blues. So of the remaining games, the Blues and Wild both play just one more one playoff team, and that's the Nashville Predators. So the Predators play three playoff teams coming up. Uh, well, they lost to Toronto tonight, so that's one right. of them. And then yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota next, and then St. Louis uh, on Sunday. So. Yeah, and you know the the key for the uh, 
for that is that the uh, the Wild have to go back to back Minnesota and St. Louis Saturday Sunday, whereas the Blues are in Colorado tomorrow night, get a day off, and uh, back here Sunday afternoon. So bonus. Yep. And like uh, you just said, uh, Colorado Friday night. Uh, Colorado is awful. Enough said. <laughs> uh, the Blues have to win this game. They they can't. I mean, if, and well, they don't have to, but they should. And uh, with uh, the Predators uh, lost tonight, that's uh, yeah, that's big. So that's big. Yeah, the Blues Blues have to get two points tomorrow night to make Sunday's game, you know, pretty much. Uh, meaningless for uh for the predators chances of catching us um the i you know as as far as the the remaining schedule goes for the blues um you know obviously that the predators are going to be a tough game but i i don't like the way we played carolina over the last couple of years and the fact that we have to go there uh, that that game sets up to me as the uh, biggest trap game left in the schedule for us hopefully by that point it won't matter hopefully Hopefully, yeah. and that's that's why tomorrow night's going to be so important. Yeah. Well, and Sunday too. Two big games. Because if we lose on yeah. Sunday, then it's back down to one point. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's all, that's all predicated on winning tomorrow night. Right. I, I get you. <laughs> They're all important games. Come on. Let, let's do let's do social media fails, and then we can get out of here. Yes. Uh, so social media fails. Uh, this is really uh, Fox Sports Midwest is on here this week, which I, uh, if you guys saw this, um, so they they ran an ad uh, commercial on on Fox Sports Midwest. Um, it's Blues at Avalanche Friday 7:30, which is you know uh, tomorrow's game, and there's a picture of Kevin Shattenkirk in <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Blues jersey uh, right next to. Uh, as the ad, he's the he's the ad. So it's. I actually did not see that. <laughs> and I, I and it's funny because this is also kind of a rip on uh, the Blues Lounge because this is where I saw it and the person who took this picture, they, they took the picture vertically, but it's of a TV. So it was like, you know what? Yeah, take a picture of a TV. Turn your damn phone sideways so you actually you're taking a horizontal picture. Of a horizontal object, as opposed to you know, this you know, big, huge black pieces on top and bottom of the TV. If you're taking a vertical, anyway, that's just pet. And oh, if they and if they're taking a video, they're probably taking it vertical too, which is a pet peeve as well. Actually, that was a radio rant of mine a number of years ago. Was uh, people taking vertical videos? <laughs> I remember that. Which I can't stand. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, uh, Theo uh, sent us a couple messages on Twitter and just says uh, having issues. Delay was because I had YouTube window open. However, as soon as they that's closed and it's Google Plus, I lose your audio. Don't know why. That is crazy. I've never heard of that before. And holy cow, I am... I don't know what to tell you, Theo. I am swashbuckled. <laughs> um, a, I, don't think you, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he also uh, does throw out some hockey knowledge. Inconceivable. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody uh, want the peanut? Uh, <laughs> Carolina is back in playoff hunt, only four points out, so they might be a tougher game, depending. Um, as Cristiano was talking about earlier, Carolina is a hell of a hockey team. If you have NHL TV, watch the Carolina Hurricanes. They uh, 
they're going places. Uh, since they lost Jim Rutherford uh, behind the, the well, I guess in, in management, they've really turned the corner. Ron Francis is doing some crazy things. So, yeah, that matchup with them, that could be a very big game for them, which means they'll be going all out. And like I said, hopefully uh, for the Blues, it won't matter as far as standings go because that's the second last game of the season. Uh, hopefully the Blues got a you know, four or five point lead and it won't matter. Um, so the St. Louis Blues Lounge uh, is once again prominent in our social media fails. Um, hey, uh, real quick, before yeah. before we talk about that, because this is social media fails. So can we talk about something that I brought up with you guys, uh, Twitter, real quick? Yeah. Sure. Did you guys have a chance to go over this at all? What? Twitter. You have a ch- I remember I, I told you yesterday about something going on on Twitter. Uh, it was a uh, GoFundMe page. Oh. No, he forgot. Okay, that's okay. I, I so I'll fill the, the, the crew in here a little bit. Everybody listen, and all, all five people listen to our show. Um, so um, there's somebody who I guess became friends with the tall man. On, um, uh, he lives in Southern California and big blues fan comes in. And if you listen to the show, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, I mean no disrespect. Um, <laughs> so he, so he, uh, he tweets out uh, a GoFundMe page and he opens Twitter to do this. This is his first tweet about how the tall man, God, does he go by, he goes by tall guy. Why am I saying tall man? Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. But a tall guy was so warm to him when he came to St. Louis. He went to the, I think, the St. Patrick's Day parade with him, and all these people walked up because he wore his patented blue, uh, patented white suit, and so everybody was walking up to him, pictures with him, wanting autographs. And apparently, he like met him at the Blues game, which is super cordial. Instead of having them take Uber, he drove them to their hotel. Anyone who has met the tall guy knows how super nice this guy is. Um, but this guy started a GoFundMe page on um, basically returning the favor to the tall guy and uh, sending him to Southern California for like, I think they're going to do all three games, uh, a couple blues games when they make their West Coast trip next season and asking people to pay for it to fund it. Uh, so that way he can get his flight, get his tickets. Not everything's free. Um, so I'll say, you know, you know what? Hundredth episode. This is my radio rant. Um, <laughs> you know, good for this guy. Uh, honestly, good for the guy that's starting this. He he's trying to do a good deed, and you know, because he knows the tall guy goes to every game. He's not paid by the Blues. He he does it because he's a big fan of the team. And you know what? I know a lot of people don't like what he does, but there's a lot of people to do. So good on him for doing that. However, I think this is one of those many, many, many cases where GoFundMe is a bad thing for people. Uh, Why should people be funding this guy's trip? If he wants to go to Southern California, you know, if I was, if I saw a tall guy at a, at a bar, if uh, I saw him trying to hail a cab on the side of the street, I would buy his beer, I would buy his cab, or even consider driving him home. But 
I'm not going to spend money for you to go to Southern California. Sorry. You do good things for, for Blues fans and people enjoy what you do, but that's a ridiculous request. You know, uh, I, I, I'm I aware that there are a number of people that, that don't like the guy. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, like, I like what, don't like what he does. And I was I was curious why 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 don't they I mean what's what what do they have against him? Um, I believe our good friend who I saw the other night and is a wonderful person, Mister Ghost of Hitch's Hat. Um, I believe he doesn't like him. And what's, I'm what's, kind what's, of surprised by that. I'm not, I'm not I'm not being critical. I'm just curious as to why. I don't understand. I, I don't either. I think people just get annoyed with the counting of the goals or whatever. But it's just it's a thing that people. You know what? And I've used up on the power play dance. It's just what people like to do at games. Do, do you know what? I, you know what? I, I I heard recently about the towel the towel guy and and uh, uh, the uh, there was a uh, some kind of interview with some players about what they hate most about opposing arenas uh, and. In St. Louis, it was the counting of the goals, and the fact that other other players that that the opponents that come here and they hate it makes me love it that much yeah. more. So I mean, I mean, if it pisses, if it annoys the opponents, which is the whole, I mean, you're, you're having fun, you're celebrating your goals. Let's all sort of rub it into their team. Let's be honest, that's part of it, and that it's it's, it's mission accomplished. Yeah, so, I I agree. Um, and you know, and that's. To lead into your point, have you ever heard a Blues player talk about how he doesn't like that we count the goals? No. Never. And it it leads into, to me, God, I can't remember what team. I think it's Philadelphia, where they, they either they say woo or something after all the goals. And one of the yeah. players even came out and said, was it was it Philadelphia? Philly, uh, I think Philly and Boston both do it. Yeah, and, and one of the players for that team came out and said, I don't like it. I think it's bad sportsmanship, and they should stop doing it. I've never, in all the years Tall Guy has done that, never heard a Blues player even yep. mention something like right. that. So I don't see a problem with it. I don't think it's an issue. And Theo just tweeted out, just like Kurt said, if other teams hate something the Blues fans do, keep doing it and enjoy it. Yep. Yeah, um, it's... You know, it, it may, you know, it may come off, uh, you know, as, as campy and as kind of low-hanging fruit uh, as far as uh, jokes go, you know, that, hey, look, Blues fans can count. I didn't think they could. Um, you know, whatever. I, it's, it's something that's been a part of, game, of the games here long enough that, you know, I, I think it's, it's something that if uh, somewhere else tried to do it, it would have a hard time catching on and we would definitely want to ridicule them for doing it. I like it. I like it. I, I, I've never, I've never disliked it. Um, I, I thought his attire was kind of, uh, unusual, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I'm but, not a fan of the whites, <laughs> but it's a little, silly. It, it's a little yeah. much, it's a little much, but, uh, but the whole process, um, I like it, especially when they're, they're putting up five or six on somebody. It's like it's like one, you know, and the, and it's like it's it's it just goes on for a while, and it's, it's got to piss off the other team. It has to. So, uh, yeah, the fans, I love it. I, I, I like it. A, a game years ago where they, I think it was the Flames. They put a they put a six spot on them, and just one, two, three, four. Five, I mean, just continuing to go yep. is just so much fun. Yep. And it's in kids. The kids love it. I mean, again, I 
I said earlier that I, I've eased up on the power play dance because kids, man, they go to the games, they get so excited about that kind of stuff. Just who cares? Just let I, them have their fun. Yeah, you know, I used to. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say during you know it, it it you know when it's a meaningless Tuesday game against you know Carolina, uh, it it can seem kind of you know kind of ridiculous to do it. But when you're in the playoffs and it's a close game and the Blues get a, an important goal, it it is one of those things that makes you feel like you're a part of the game when you're counting it off with the rest of the team, right? You know, and, and I think that's the that's really you know the the value of it is that it it makes the fans part of everything. Uh, Theo uh, just said that uh, he says the towel guy has been doing it since 1990. And he's all for it. Yeah, yeah, that, and that for me, and, right. and maybe you guys are, you know, in a different boat. But for me, that's the only way I've known Blues games. You know, I was born in '85, and just you know, 1990. You know, my first game, I believe, was 1991. And um, tall guy, he's always been there. He's always done it. And for me, you know, it's just funny because. I'll go to, you know, I've, I've been to multiple games, NHL games that the Blues aren't participating in. Like when I lived in Dallas, I went to a couple Stars games. I've, I've gone up to Chicago just to, to see back when they were bad and it was easy to get tickets, uh, you know, see them play different teams. It's funny because when the home team scores a goal, I get excited. Like, you know, even though I'm not rooting for the team, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this is cool. This is fun. After they announce the goal, I'll start looking around and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh wait a minute! That's right. I'm not in St. Louis. There's not a towel guy. It's there's nothing after the goal. And for me, like, just that's part of going to the games. And I think people my generation and younger feel the exact same way. Yeah, I I, I mean I'm old enough where I remember the, the games easily where he wasn't there. And yeah. I mean it's but I and I have embraced it fully. I, I mean I'm not I like it, but that's me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, when when I was a kid going to the games at the old arena, you know, the the goal, you know, the, after a goal, it was, you know, just on the, you know, Ernie Hayes on the organ playing, you know, when the Saints go marching in. And, you know, it's, there there was a bit of an adjustment period, I remember for me, you know, kept thinking that, you know, this is pretty, you know, pretty campy that, you know, this guy's counting it off. But then once, like I said, when it happens in the playoffs and you're there for that in a huge game, it, it's just it's awesome to feel a part of. Uh, Theo also said the Islanders do the woo after goals. Yeah, I don't think it was the Islanders. It was um, I want to say it was Philadelphia, but I mean I'm maybe I'm way off. But that just that does that just not seem like a Philadelphia thing? Uh, obnoxious and annoying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> or maybe bit. they just throw batteries on the ice. <laughs> all right. Anyone else? Uh, JD Drew? No. Oh yeah, no, no. I I, I get you. Yeah, there. All, right, all right, all right. Move on. Snowball. Move on. Uh, batteries with a uh, covered in snowballs, or is that what they had to? A rock? God, yeah. Hey, didn't they? It was. No, that was no, ridiculous. It was, it was snowballs at Santa and batteries at JD Drew. God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so, back to the Blues media fails. Uh, the St. Louis Blues Lounge 
Uh, a question was asked, and I don't know. Okay, it said, "Is the fans creating center ice brewing members here?" <laughs> and uh, I thought it was appropriate because I'm like, "Oh, we got Steve Albers on the show tonight." Like, is a center? There's a uh, center ice brewing comment of some sort on the Blues Lounge. Which, is the fans creating centerized brewing members here? I assume they mean is Steve Albers here in this group, which I'm guessing I should have asked him that. Um, and then uh, can I take the next one? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, this is in response to a post about Perron being this era's Jeff Courtnall. Um, I find this post extremely funny since I have been saying this for a few weeks. He absolutely lives to piss off goalies. First of all, go ahead and pat yourself in the back there, buddy. Good job. <laughs> um, and as uh, Kurt Price might say, a few weeks? Where's this guy been? Welcome to 2007. Try 10 years. He's been doing this his entire <laughs> NHL career. That's my Kurt Price impersonation. Buddy. Yeah, this is very good. There you go. Thank you. And uh, almost as handsome. You know, and I... <laughs> that's not true. Don't oh. don't overstate it. Oh, twice uh, as handsome. Although I am the one wearing... Actually wearing the Speedo correctly. Uh, uh, correctly, I mean, you know, crime fighter. I'm not saying well. I'm just saying I wear it correctly. Right. Okay. Uh, but um, I will uh, I will actually disagree with that comment anyway. I, I know that hockey has changed over the years, but calling him Jeff Cortnall, Cortnall uh, just... He was an asshole. And I know Piran is, but Piran is more of a... Can I just say it? He's a ship disturber, which Cortnall was too, but I don't know. Just just different. They're, they were way different styles to me, but... Hey, Piran, man. Good Piran's for you for calling it weeks ago. Piran, yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks. Yeah, you know it's three weeks ago. Um, Piran's more of a subtle a subtle guy. Uh, he doesn't like... Uh, Cortnall was like, doesn't care who sees what. Uh, Prawn is more like a uh, really sly. Oh, whoops! Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cortnall uh, just asked Jamie Store what he thinks of Jeff Cortnall. <laughs> you think he's still sour about that? I feel like he probably is. Jamie Store, um, uh, you know, I, I've, I've said this on the show before. Store, Store got in Cortnall's way. Cortnall hit him on purpose. Oh, he store, did. Store, Lund, Store. Goalies do it. Bill knows this. You cut off the guy's angle so he can kick around the goal. Store went out to cut his angle off. Didn't and thought Courtney will go around him and Courtney will plowed him. <laughs> does does Courtney yeah. get more penalties if that was done now, like oh, this yes. playoff? Oh yeah. hell yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. What would it, what, what would he what would he have got? He got a penalty in that game. He got. I think minutes. he gets. I think he gets five minutes. Five minutes for what? Whatever they gave him, charging. Uh, they gave him interference. Interference? I, I think they just make it five minutes, which they've done before. They've done that recently. Hmm. I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know. They just they protect the goalies way more now than they used yeah, to. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But I mean, people complain about that that play, you know, Kings fans. But Courtney got a penalty on that play. Um, I mean, the Kings rightfully came to the defense of the goaltender, but I mean, they just happened to, you know, Courtney happened to turtle and got, you know, they got the uh, two minutes instigator in five minutes. So <laughs> that's what he did. Uh, do uh, you want the last one, Bill, or let me take it? Uh, I think this one lends itself best to uh, it's a conversation, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, really? I I will 
Okay. All right. How about, how about this? Uh, B- Kurt, you're guy one. Okay. Uh, Bill, you're guy two. I'm guy three, and then Kurt, you take guy four. Well, there's only there's there's a uh, there's yeah. one guy comments I, twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I I will comment twice since I've been silent through the rest of this. So I'll okay. take number two and number four. Okay. I'm good what? at number two. One at one and <laughs> one and three are the same person. It doesn't and, matter. Let's just go. Two and four are the same. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll uh, take the third comment. I'll take the first one. Okay. Have we caught the Preds yet? Yes. Nice. Not sure if we want to. T O O. I think I'd rather have the Wild right now. <laughs> there, there, there is. There's a lot of things wrong with this. Uh, I've said this before. Don't ask Facebook a question. Google something like this. Standings, NHL standings. You're gonna ask Facebook. Go to NHL.com or just look up standings in the NHL. It's so much quicker, faster, easier. You can have it in 10 seconds. You're done. You know, ask us a question on Facebook. Stupid. Second, uh, we have to catch and pass the Predators if we want to play the Wild. That's that's the whole point. And I'm not sure if I want to catch the Predators. I think I'd rather have the Wild right now. Well, you have to catch the Predators to play the Wild. That's the whole thing. I don't think they understand seeding. Uh, no, apparently I not. I think they're looking maybe they're thinking about I don't, I don't know what it is the old seating but they they're just not looking at it correctly this is this these are the, these are the kind of stupid effed up conversations that cause fans that don't know a lot about the game which this person doesn't apparently uh to get screwed up even more because they read this stuff and, oh okay well we shouldn't catch the president because uh, i'd rather face the wild <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> then you got um, spreading it it's fake news it's fake news all of it is side side, no- side note um you know what I love about NHL.com, and especially since MLB Advanced Media took over uh, last year, they uh, they actually – so I timed it one time. From the time that the Kings won a game one night, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to see. It was the last game. Maybe it was different. Last game of the night. From the time it took the for the Kings to win a game, I was like, I'm going to keep refreshing NHL.com to see until they they add their win to their totals. 14 seconds. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Good for them. So, yeah, the NHL.com standings apparently are always up to date. As they should be. So keep that in mind. They should be. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Of, I'm looking at it now, and Nashville is uh, mired at uh, 77 games played, 89 points. Uh, Blues have 76 games played, 90 points. I'll say it again. You got to win tomorrow night. Yeah. It's got to happen. Winning tomorrow night is huge. 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 Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's, it's so huge. amazingly, fantastically huge tomorrow night. It's it's unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> winning, winning will be bigly, bigly important to the, uh, to the finishing in the third seat. Bigly. <laughs> Just getting tired of winning is just amazing. All the winning we're doing. Okay, so real quick, uh, Theo, you are the man. Theo tweeted us and says, it is happening at Flyers games, and the Flyers players hate it, and that's the woo thing. Um, quote from Jakub Voracek, who's a uh, Flyers winger. He says, quote, it's childish and annoying, and it's really starting to piss me off. The first <laughs> period, they are bleeping, wooing. 
what are you bleeping 10 years old uh so yeah that's i that's what i thought it was i thought it was the flyers and yeah that's that i mean when the when the home team is saying that it's annoying and ridiculous maybe you should stop it but again I've never heard a blues player saying anything bad about what the towel guy does. Uh-uh. And, and he gives away a free towel. So what are you, you know, what are you going to do? Exactly. Hmm. You know, what my fear was, was that uh, uh, one time the blues were up. Uh, God, I think they scored seven goals at least. And at least by the sixth or seventh goal, he threw the towel, but he had it on a string and he pulled it back. And I thought that was so Freaking funny because well, so many people on the lower bowl were like, like they were going to catch it. And then he just pulls it right back. It well, was he, he does that because he, so only has, he only has so many towels. I think and he only his, carries like seven or eight towels on him every night. Yeah. Yeah. His last towel he'll do that with because he yeah. does. He I, oh, I love it. That is so awesome. <laughs> oh, well, do I any other tweets you want to address? Uh, Theo's kind of. Uh, I don't know. Deanna's waiting for the full Monty. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. No. Uh, so stick around for overtime. <laughs> yeah. Let's go blues.com uh, radio after dark. <laughs> yep. Uh, so just a couple of things we'll mention from Theo. First, we talked about Yashkin earlier uh, scoring big goals against the Blackhawks. His first goal was December 28th, 2013 versus Chicago. Uh, tied score was 3-3. Final was 6-5 in shootout. Um, that was one of them. Uh, I don't know if you guys see anything else that we should definitely mention. Uh, here we go. He says, if Stastny comes back, Steen moves to second, Payarvi moves to third, Yakupov sits, Yak is too inconsistent when moving the puck up the ice. Uh, anything else you guys see we should definitely mention? I'll give him that comment. I mean, that's, I mean, Yakupov's not, his game is not perfect, but he's... I, I do like his game better now than it was to start the season. Yeah. Yeah, me too. No, after after his last in the press box, his last couple games, he's actually shown, you know, like he's playing with some kind of purpose. Right. Other than, you know, waiting for an offensive opportunity. So Theo also uh, agrees that we had great guests, and I will vouch for that. That is true. Uh, and then I guess when we were probably talking about Eric Johnson – uh, he says, why not Eric Johnson without his shirt on pictures? You guys remember that great long yeah. Cooper Gooding Jr.? Oh, it's the most uncomfortable. It's one of the best out. pictures. Uh, it's an awful. It's a it's a great, uh, awesomely awful photo. I, uh, I, I actually, one time I did ask uh, EJ about that, and he just laughed and said, yeah, I was on a resort, and I ran into him, and, and so – he just wanted to take a picture and we were both on the beach and I was just kind of hoping I'd be like, did he ask you to take that, your shirt off for the picture? I was really hoping he would say that, but obviously not. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of other things. Um, I know we talked a little crap on Devin Dubnik anyway. Well, thank you, Theo, for all the tweets. And, um, one more thing I want to mention before we sign off. Um, Ari, is her name Ari? Is that correct? Ari, Ari yeah. yeah. Ari, um, if, if for some reason this reaches you, keep fighting the good fight, girl. And man, it was so much fun watching her. 
in the game the other night. I mean, there's so many great pictures and gifts and and videos of her celebrating. And, and why Jason Mott? Does anybody else wonder uh, that? I, I asked that same question. I looked it up today. He's he has spring training in Arizona. That's what I thought. He, okay, and, he, and he's a friend of the Ari's family. Okay, all right, that and makes he, sense. And apparently, apparently, he's going to Colorado too uh, with the team or. At the, you know, let's go to the game because he has to report to Colorado uh, anyway. Oh, right, because he's a Rocky now, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. No, that's uh, but no, seeing her with the flowery thing she was wearing and, and waving the the towel or the pom pom or whatever, yeah. that's so much fun. And and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you're not watching Blues games and paying attention right. to Vladimir Tarasenko because she's. Man, it's so much fun to watch her get so excited. And and they said last night that apparently she's very much on the road to recovery. So, uh, again, if if anyone who knows Ari is listening, we love you. We got all the support from Let's Go Blues Radio. Well, I I think they said her mom said that she was uh, close to being cancer-free. Yeah, which is – God, she's been fighting since she was seven. Since she was three. Three. Since, oh, she right. three. three. since she was three, since she was three, and she's re- she has regressed four times in that time, like he's relapsed four times. Awful. But uh, yeah, they didn't, and a lot of people are saying that they didn't. Uh, some people were at her birthday party uh, a few years ago and didn't think she was going to make it, and uh, but now she's like uh, doing much better, and so that's that's fantastic. There is probably not one more person in this world that I'm rooting for more than her because that's, she's been through so much. So keep going, Ari. We got your back. That'll about do it for this week's episode of let's go lose radio. The 100th episode uh, was a two hour special tonight. Uh, Don't forget to check out the blue note sports bar and grill in Maryland Heights for their, if you have not been there already. And a big thank you to Steve Albers from sunrise brewing and Cristiano Simonetta the hockey writers for coming on the show you still awake bill no no i'm dead <laughs> i am completely fucking dead at this point you could have signed off like half an hour ago and said i'm done yeah done. i i should have <laughs> all right too many long days uh so for for uh bill day and jeff ponder i'm kurt price that will conclude this week's broadcast of let's go blues radio until next time, everyone. Oh, there's uh, Bill's. Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, Speedos. Uh, I might as well. Yeah. One. There we go. Uh, you know, it's, I feel like the biggest fool. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fool. So, For those of you listening, we all just showed our Speedos again. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, well, Bye. hey. Good hey. show, guys. Yep. There's 200 more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Let's go blues. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.